0: On today's show, let's talk COVID and vaccines. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Sunday night army. I'm your host, Jacob, and thank you for joining me on this episode about COVID. As usual, find me everywhere on every social media platform, the Sunday Night Army. And of course, anywhere you stream music or podcasts, you'll find the show there. Now, today's a different show uh, because it's going to be just me and it's going to be a pattern of these. I've done some of these before. I'm going to do more of these uh, throughout the summer where um, I want to take on some issues. And COVID is one of those issues because, uh, as you saw in the name, of the episode. Uh, today's episode is why I don't want to be vaccinated for COVID 19. Will I be? Maybe, but we'll get to that reason. Now, let's start off with the basics. Now, I understand both sides of vaccines, what they do, and I send people who want to get it. I understand people who don't want to get it. I understand everything, both sides. Now, this is just my opinion, this is just me talking. There's going to be some facts in here. Uh, there's going to be a lot of my opinion. And I'm, as of right now, kind of, I'm still allowed to have an opinion. And that's what this is all about. And when things are my opinion, I will say it. And when there's facts and links, I will pass those on in today's show. And it's like I said, this is just, I want to talk about this because I have some um, understanding about what's going on to me. And. Uh, to me, this looks a certain way, and I want to address what I think this is, and what I found, and what about, you know, this whole situation is about. Now, why I want to address uh, the title of why I don't want to be vaccinated for COVID-19, and it's going to be a step-by-step process for this show, and I'm going to kind of explain as I go. Now, again, I'm not against vaccines. I've had vaccines for a lot of different things. I do have a question of the rollout of this one. So... Anyway, if you have gotten this far, let's start this off with the basics here because uh, we never put much energy as a society into different things um, until it's government mandated. For uh, cheers, I'm gonna squeak here. Um, now think about the other viruses, like the basic type A or type B influenza that we have out there. Um, that's still that that should be out there. Still kills, kills people. Um, People still get sick, right? No, they don't. Okay, well, we'll talk about that later on. Now, SARS, again, we didn't have a rollout like this then. And understand SARS wasn't as deadly, we'll have a lot of people say. But again, the statistics of that are interesting. Now, this question, I question the mortality rate of COVID-19. What I mean by that is COVID-19 has a 99% survival rate. That's damn good. That's pretty good. Now, many common medical conditions don't. Take, take for example, pneumonia, right? Cancer, heart disease, HIV, Ebola, Zika, West Nile. You guys forget about any of these? Uh, they're still killing people in numbers, right? Like, there's still things going on that are killing people in numbers. And that's, that's some of them still out there. You don't get a lot of talk about it, but they're out there because everything's now COVID, right? So... Why are we fo- focused on trying to cure this virus? Why, uh, with these stats, with all those other diseases around, wouldn't you think the effort by your governments, the world, the World Health Organization, um, would put so much effort? Look how much effort is driven what, what, behind this vaccine rollout for this disease. Now, imagine we put if we put that effort and. ...put into food distribution in poor countries. Can you imagine that that kind of effort from the World Health Organization... ...put that much effort into driving food into regions to, you know... ...so people don't die of starvation. Imagine that. Um, Instead of they're putting it to create and distribute a vaccine for a 99% survivable disease. I'm just saying it's, it's true. Now... Real numbers, and it's hard to get real numbers on COVID because um, the COVID deaths numbers, um, they feed you, are not necessarily correct. And there's information out there online you can find yourself. I'm not going to push any websites in particular on anything because I don't want to start anything or uh, reference anybody when they don't need to be referenced. Now, um, not all the time are those numbers based on strictly COVID deaths, and they will tell you that. Uh, We just have to read a little bit more. Those numbers include all deaths. Don't forget. Of all patients uh, uh, who die, now uh, with COVID-19 virus in their system, either if it's active or not active, doesn't matter. All those deaths that are counted are of patients who die with COVID in their system, regardless of COVID actually being what the cause of death is. Okay, that's out there. It's true. These numbers uh, also include this of patients that have had COVID uh, but died of underlying conditions such as heart failure, for example. Now, was it caused by COVID or did COVID accelerate your pre-existing condition? No, yeah, that word is always scapegoated. But let's understand if that pre-existing condition had uh, with you, you've had with you and let's say you've gotten another type of influenza or pneumonia, that would kill you. But unfortunately, your death certificate wouldn't say type B influenza cause of death. No, it would say heart failure. And uh, unfortunately, what happens now, it's just all COVID. Now, why? Well, that's the informa- misinformation of labeling that's soaking fear into people. That's the only and main reason. But who would do that? Well, I'm not a conspiracy theorist per se, but here's, some, here's an idea. Now, total, uh, and why I have a problem with uh, certain things, and that's total government obedience, which this is driving. Now, there are only a few times in the world when a government maintained this much control. Remember what I said, 99% survival rate. Your leaders thought and still think that locking you up in your home will lower the numbers of the virus spread, right? Now, you know, we don't know that this is nonsense. Like, look at Florida, Texas. Now, the same, the same people think that you need to have a mask in the store when you go buy things. But you don't need one to sit down in a restaurant. It's like the ma- virus magically skips you. People don't walk by you, okay? That's not sane to me. There's an idea. Not to that, the same people scr- uh, scrambled for PPE, right? But are okay with you having your cotton mask or bandana to protect yourself. Now, if anyone ever sees uh, online, if you find the size of the virus particle, it is minuscule to a point that it will easily get through your fibers of your mask. So what was the point? Just stop the uh, vapors. Splatter your spit. Uh, As far as I know, my spit doesn't go too, too far. I don't like to spit at people when I talk too much. Something just happens, but it's not constant. I don't go out there drooling all over the place. You know, that, that's kind of the point of being, you know, courteous. But have you guys seen any pictures of actual scientists and what they wear when they, when they handle viruses? It's not a cotton three-ply mask with a logo brand on it. We forget what happens in countries with total government obedience. How have so many of us forgotten the hard times we had to fight through to get to the good times we have? Does history have to repeat itself to this generation so that we can have an I told you so moment when it's too late? And our kids will have to fight out of total overreaching regimes as our grandparents did in the past? Well, let's get back to the vaccine here. I already, um, I already think the virus is, over, is an overblown disease. I really do. As of this time, the CDC VAERS Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System has 365,327 cases of reported reactions to the vaccine, right? that's what I want to talk about. And that's a bit. That's a bit. Now, uh, vaccine reactions on their charts have spiked as of last year. Now... The main issue that I have with the vaccine, besides all the things I mentioned about this virus and all the th- things that don't make sense with this, is the unknown, the testing, the not knowing of the long term effects of such quick development, vac- developed vaccines. That's my main issue. We don't know. Yes, you could turn around and say, but we don't know the advi- uh, long term effects of COVID 19. Well, you know what? You're right. But a 99% chance that I have that I will not die of this uh, virus. Okay? So, there, there's that. And uh, if you want to add numbers, I also have a pretty good, you know, the similar chance looks like of developing a reaction to this vaccine. So, um, I think, I'm, I'm, you know, there, there's a reason to take some chances here. Now, let's look at the trials and approvals. Remember the vaccines being used right now are not actually approved. They're not. They're not approved. What they are approved to do. What these vaccines are approved to do is for the emergency use. It's not a regular approval of vaccines. It's the emergency use. What the emergency use of this vaccine lets you do is bypass the long-term effect testing this is why they rolled it out so quickly. It has not been tested. Anybody look at the research and the reports of child and youth testing of this vaccine. Funny how it's not rolled out as quick because there's been problems. It's not reported in the news. You actually have to dig for it. You can go find that yourself. I want to make you think a little bit. So with uh, trials and approvals, let's look at there's a little chart here on the CDC, COVID nineteen trackvaccines.org. Um website is trackvaccines.org trials vaccines by country and approval rates for covid-19 what's uh, interesting is that the world health organization has seven vaccines approved but not every country has approved all of them and there is a lot of countries that don't have vaccine trials okay argentina has 11 for example but if, but albania has 0 but they have four vaccines approved And that there's a lot of countries in this list that have zero trials or have, like Australia, have 12 12 trials going, but only two vaccines approved. Now, you read to that as you want. To me, the more trials, the better. Belgium, 14 trials, four approved. That's interesting. Now, let's go to Canada. 12 trials, five approved. China, this is an interesting one. 49 trials Six approved. Now that's 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 interesting. There's a lot of countries that still have zero, and they have approved vaccines. Now India has twenty-one trials, four vaccines approved. Now the United States, because I know that's a lot of listeners in the United States, sixty-six trials, and only three approved. You read into that as much as you want. I'm just giving you some stats of. Vaccine trials and approvals. Now, why would anyone do trials while releasing the vaccine into the public? Does that make sense to anybody? So you're still doing trials, but you're to release, release it to the public. That's a little scary. I don't know if I trust that. Okay, well that's that's what um, that's that one. Let's look at uh, world vaccinations. And can we already have herd immunity? And for those who don't know, once you get to a certain number of uh, vaccinations, you should have reached uh, herd immunity where the virus can't spread any more than it already has. Now, we have 22% of the world population that has received at least one dose of COVID-19 vaccines. 2.7 billion doses have been administered globally. I like that number. If that's If you like vaccines... If this is supposed to work, then that would put you where no one should be uh, worried anymore. Look at look uh, at a country like Canada, for example. I going to look at Canada because uh, this is where I am. Now it disappeared on me, and I'm going to add Canada again. I want to look at Canada. Now Canada has. Reached over almost seventy percent of this population has received at least one, so herd immunity is probably around. F- I want to say fifty percent, sixty. We're almost at seventy, and uh, yeah, we still don't have um that you know let you go attitude where okay, herd immunity, do whatever you want. But let's, that's just my point. A lot of people got this first shot. A lot of people are doing a second shot. I don't know. I'm just telling you with some data. Herd immunity. I, I thought that was a thing, but I guess not anymore. Now there is zero research visibility going into the side effects of the vaccines. Like you can't find a lot of information on side effects. You have to really dig. You have to grab a source. Um, You from different sites that are, you know, that are not always that are always put down by other people asking conspiracy theories now. And every time someone brings up that there are side effects, you're called conspiracy theorists. Well, you know what? I just told you that there's a government reporting system that has a whole bunch. So if that many are reported, what's not being reported now, what really scares me also is the blind belief that someone out there can make a better judgment call on your life than you without all the facts, okay? So someone's telling you to do something, okay? That's scary. So the real topic back, why I don't want the shot. Number one is the lack of convincing research and trials. Number one. Two could also be number one, but two is good. Anytime the government forces you to do something, it's probably not for your own good. And I'll talk, I'll get back to that one in a second. Three, the healthcare selectiveness of my body, my choice. That's going to tie into number two in a, in a second. And the media push. And if you've listened to the show, I am no friend of the media. The media is bought and paid for for whatever they want to push as a narrative. If you don't know that yet, stop listening to my show and don't ever listen to it again. What's the point? If you listen to the 6 o'clock or 6:30 news and you believe everything they tell you, and you think that's the news, I have lost you and I can never get you back. I'm sorry. Go somewhere else. Have a nice life. I appreciate you though. Alright, now let's get to number two. Anytime the government forces you to do something, it's probably not for your own good. And I mentioned this way back earlier. Uh, it's if you look at anything in history where the government's like, "Yeah, you should do this. You're, you know, you have to." Uh, it's usually not for your own good. Um, and that comes to healthcare and the whole my body, my choice" thing. Uh, the, why why kind of combine those two is here in Canada. Uh, for me to travel, for example, the government's going going to because they are crazy mandate you to have the, be fully vaccinated. Now, that's not really a free country now, is it? If your government mandates me to have this vaccine for a 99% survival rate of virus. Now, it's not like it's malaria. You know what I mean? Um, it's not like it's HIV or anything like that in case, you know, I spread that or something. Um, which is sad in itself. And that should have been handled better in the 80s and 90s. Um, but that tell should automatically tell you something that's not—it's not right. So, the government mandating you to have something that you don't want just so you can get your freedoms back that you've had previously, before this, is not right. That is something that should scare you. Now, let's let's say the government is probably going to do this uh, here in Canada. So, I might have to get it. It's just so I can travel, and get things done business-wise, as I have in the past. So I have, will be forced to get it. So now, will the government be, re- be responsible for the setbacks and re- negative react- reactions, possible reactions even, of whatever I get? Absolutely not, because the government only does one thing. It's control. And we know that. And that's just I don't want to sound like a pundit, but it's true. If anybody that's read anything historical and what's happened in the world where dictatorships, and that's a strong word, but we're slowly getting there. And I know I'm sure I've lost a few people by now, but if you know anything about my history, and there's another episode that's going to be coming out on my history and why I'm always against the government this way about overreach and things like that, is I've experienced this once very long time ago. But it's just, please read a history book. But all in all, those are my reasons. Now, anything on the show can be easily researched to form your own opinion. As a trained journalist myself, I always ask you to look at both sides of the story. We should have the freedom of to have a choice. Always. I'm not killing your grandma by not obeying government rules. I'm not having an untested, untested shot in my arm. People that tell you it's inconsiderate are afraid of life you have a higher chance of being killed by um the top 20 things that murder people in the US daily in Chicago uh than actual covid uh if you're still afraid that some virus will kill your grandma then i have a bubble boy movie you should watch like remember what we are learning uh even with these vaccines you're still you can still get covid you can still carry it you can still have symptoms you can still catch it so By that happening, you can still infect others. You still have a 99% chance of survival. So you tell me. What's the point? I look forward to a civil conversation with everybody until the government takes that away. And if you guys see my TikTok video, you know why. And I welcome any comments, civil conversation on this show. Please email me. The Sunday Night Army at gmail.com, and direct message me even on social media. I welcome it. Let's have a cool conversation. I want to know what you think. It's all about having a choice. You should have a choice in everything. This is one of those things. I listed my reasons why. You don't have to agree. You shouldn't agree sometimes. I'm allowed to have an opinion. Doesn't have, doesn't have to be agreed upon. That's the beauty of it all. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you guys next time.